Find out the secrets to building your personal brand. Get control in your life by using leverage. Discover the power of outsourcing. The king of the no BS common sense approach to business. Welcome to Confessions of a Virtual Boss, hosted by the virtual boss himself, Michael Brody. Hey everybody, Michael Brody here, serial entrepreneur and the virtual boss. Welcome to Confessions of a Virtual Boss podcast. And today we're going to talk about 13 reasons why your business is failing to grow. Real quick shout out for all my new listeners. If this is your first time listening, then thanks for coming. Really, really do appreciate it. The podcast is produced daily, Monday to Friday, and all our podcasts with videos and, and other informational goodies can be found at www.michaelbrody.net. Remember, come back often and feel free to add the podcast to your favorite RSS feed or iTunes. You can also follow me direct on Twitter at the virtual boss. All links are in the show notes. Now let's get to what we do best and let's get into today's show. 13 reasons why your business is failing to grow. Now number 13 is unlucky for some. It's an unlucky number and I'm hoping that after today's show it becomes a little bit luckier for you. Let's let's hope so. Let's let's have our fingers crossed on that one. Okay, so I want to ask you a question. Have you ever worked your ass off, or at least thought you were, and experienced little to no growth in your business? Have you ever wondered if perhaps others are better equipped for being an entrepreneur than you are? Maybe they have better schooling. Maybe they have more money. And all the others of or all the other list of excuses that we all come up with. Forget it all. I'm going to show you today why I believe most businesses and entrepreneurs don't hit their goals. Firstly, lack of focus on the bottom line and profitability. Now, you're going to hear me say this often, but a guy once told me, revenue is vanity and profit is sanity. Now, a lot of companies have amazing revenue figures, but went out of business because of lack of profit or lack of cash flow, but lack of profit. You need to remember that turnover, as they say in the UK, or revenue might sound good when you're talking your business up. It's great to say, oh, I turn over 20 million. However, it's profit that's the ultimate mark of success. You really got to focus on profit. Second reason, wrong partner. I've experienced this myself, and I'm going to tell you a story in a bit that's going to relate to this from one of my business ventures from a few years ago. Okay, so many hugely successful businesses were created between partners. I'm not saying having a partner is bad. Having good partners, it can be the key to success. It can be great when you've got a team, you know, partners who all share the same vision and, you know, drive the business forward. However, having the wrong partner is like committing voluntary financial and business suicide. The problem is, sometimes you think you're choosing good partners. When six months down the line, you realize they're not. I remember going into business with a guy, Joe Henry, a few years ago in a, one of the, not the first nightclub, but one of the nightclubs I was involved in. And this guy was the wrong person. 
he was uh, he tried to he tried to rip us off he tried to to manipulate paperwork i mean this was real serious stuff and it resulted in litigation headaches and costing a lot of money cost me a lot of money a lot of time a lot of energy i'm 20 year old at the 21 at the time and a lot of emotional stress so what i'm saying is the wrong partners i thought this guy was the right partner at the time a mentor you know we all we all taught to look for mentors but it, the wrong partner and it, as i say so really be careful about choosing the right partner and not the wrong partner number three lack of goal you need to have a goal that excites you. You, you a goal is to a man or a woman what a captain is to a ship you need direction you need to know why you're doing what you're doing and ultimately what the hell the whole point of it is why are you doing it where are you going you know if you're at a how do you get to b why do you want to be at b and how are you going to get there that's what you really need to focus on. You need to be excited. So have a goal and know where you want to go and how you're going to get there. Number four, trying to be original. Okay, so you're thinking, Mike, what are you saying? Copy everybody? Screw originality? No, I'm not saying that. Originality can make you a fortune. There's been people made absolute fortunes through originality. But come on. I mean, Henry Ford, if he'd asked his customers before starting Ford Motor Company what they wanted in his next product. What do you think his customers would have said? Do you think they would have said the T-model or, or a T-bird or whatever it was called? Or do you think they would have said, Henry, we want a faster horse. We want a horse that can go faster. Maybe stick mustard up its ass or something. I don't know. But what I'm trying to say here is, you know, being original can work. However, 98% of the time, this is what I think is the way to do it, is observe what's working, see the demand in the market, and then add your own sparkle and variation to it. Look how you can improve things, improve things in your own business, look at what competitors are doing, look how you can add their idea or incorporate it or, or tweak it. Take McDonald's as an example. We all know McDonald's, right? But the burger concept was not new, except burger restaurants at the time were predominantly drive-through. They, they, they would deliver the burger while the customer sat in the car. Now, the McDonald brothers and Ray Kroc, they changed all that. They brought in this concept of, of fast food as we know it, and they introduced it to the world in a grand scale that's, that's ultimately led to a lot more, of, you know, other successful chains like Burger King, Jollibee, um, a lot of companies who are making fortunes out of it, all based on their concept. So it's like a, a knock-on effect. Facebook's another example. Now, Facebook has a lot of innovation, and I'm not going to knock Zuckerberg, an innovative guy, but it's also incorporated from a lot of other technology, a lot of other systems around in the market, like MySpace or um, Friends Reunited. Does anybody remember Friends Reunited back in the early 2000s, where it connected old, old school friends who you hadn't seen for years? Facebook just really incorporated all that and packaged it and brought in a whole different uh, dimension to it, really. Number five, overexpansion. Okay, this is a hard one because as entrepreneurs, we are motivated to expand. I mean, I went from one shop to, at, at age 17 to five shops by 19, self-financing, by the way. However, many times, this can be a recipe for failure. I raised the stakes high. I went all in, which can be a good thing can be a foolish thing or it can be a good thing. However, you need to know your finances and your projections to be able to expand quick or have a big pot of capital or, or VC if you get it. 
but be careful on overexpansion and overexpand only in markets that you already have control and don't look to diversify too much um, into to secondary markets because that can sometimes result in um, you know the death of a business. Number six, involve customers in product development. This is so, so important. I mean, most businesses fail because or fail to expand or fail to really hit the market, you know, or hit the bullseye in the board as they expected to because they don't deliver a solution to the market. When I created virtualstaff.ph, I created it based on the market feedback. People were sick of paying recruitment fees. They didn't want to pay them anymore. They were fed up of, of salary markups and paying these big ongoing monthly fees. They wanted a way to, to hire virtual assistants in the Philippines direct. They wanted to pay the real salary rates. So what did I do? As an entrepreneur does, I went about creating a solution to the problem. I worked with other entrepreneurs to create what is now a thriving business because I incorporated what they wanted what I saw myself as what I wanted, but also what other entrepreneurs wanted, got great feedback and created the, the platform, virtualstaff.ph, based on that. Number seven, you're listening to the wrong people. There's a lot of people. I mean, I'm doing this podcast. I'm grateful you've chose to listen to me today. I, as I've told you before, I appreciate it. I hope I do bring value. I hope you like what I say. Or even if you don't like it, I hope I get at least provoke your thoughts which is the ultimate goal of this show. But be careful who you listen to because many gurus exist who are, they're not gurus, but they are clever internet marketers. I mean, smart people, very smart in their field, internet marketing. And I see these people all the time. And unfortunately, people get caught in the hype, they get stuck it in, and they end up showing thousands and thousands of dollars of worthless get-quick-rich scams. You know, Live the 10-hour, four-hour week. Live the 10-hour week. Trade, you know, learn to be a, as good as a Wall Street stock trader after a five-day course. I'm sorry if I'm a cynic. I really am. But I'm doing it because I don't think, you know, I, I really just want you to be careful about it and, and not get suckered in because I know a lot of people who have and I know a lot of people, and it, it can really affect you, not just now, it can affect you long-term. I mean, I know people who've paid for these courses on credit cards. I mean, come on. I mean, they didn't have the money to start with. And part of the sales pitch was, you know, if you haven't got the balls to do it, then you're going to be a loser all your life. And these people go and shell out a credit card on five, $6,000 they don't even have. And of course, a month later, they're not making ten grand a month or whatever they were promised or, or told virtually everybody. That's a hedge word, virtually. Virtually everybody is successful using this system. But I say this, okay? I might be 24. And I might be young to many of my listeners. I'm young to many people. I've always been young whenever I've been in business. But eight years in business, over 14 stores launched, an import company, two nightclubs, a solar venture, which didn't really go very well, but it gave me a lot of experience, an import company. And now I'm totally 100% non-location dependent as a virtual boss and CEO of virtualstaff.ph. I believe I have the right to talk of experience. And... I'm not saying that in an arrogant way, but what I'm saying is I'm giving you this because I've tried a lot of these courses myself. I've even tried some of them because I thought, you know, when I went through negative times or, and I thought I needed them because it, to just really please be careful and please keep your wits about you. Remember, only buy courses of people who know the subject. There's some great people out there who will, you know, 
some absolutely great people out there who sell tremendous products, digital products, but not people who are only making money from selling you a course. Number eight, this is a special one just for physical business owners because, as you know, retail and, and, and nightclubs, this was all my background before I became the virtual boss. Location. You need to know your location. Make sure you know where your customers are, you're paying the right price for the location, whether you're buying it or, or leasing it or whatever it happens to be, and know that your profit will cover those costs. Forecast based on worst case scenario. I have this formula, okay? I shave at least 10, 15, sometimes even 20% of what I think will be the worst case scenario. So if I'm, you know, taking on a store and I think it's it's going to make, you know, if I think the revenue is going to be 100000 a month, I say, okay, well, what about if it's 90000 Or I say, okay, I reckon it'll be 100000 worst case 80. If, I, if my worst case is 80, I then knock another 10% off, so I bring it down to 72000 and then I say, okay, so if it was 72000 would my ass still be covered or would I be in a f***ing precarious position where the business is going to go under because we haven't got enough revenue to cover costs? Sounds simple, but we're enthusiastic as entrepreneurs. Of course we are. We go into business and we want to take the world. Of course. That's why we go into business, you know, or one of the big reasons. But be careful with enthusiasm and just always just have that um, financial um, worst-case scenario in your head. Okay, so number nine, trusting, this is my favorite, trusting the wrong people. People can make or break your business. I know that more than most because, you know, I've experienced every scenario when it comes to this. Trust me, I really have. If ever you, um, you know, meet me for a coffee or you see me on one of my keynote uh, speaking engagements, you'll notice um, I make reference to a lot of these and I talk about a lot of things that have happened to me and a lot of things which are great, successful, but also a lot of failures. I mean, I've had both sides of the coin. Don't don't get me under any illusion. I don't have the golden touch. I've had great success, tremendous success, um, and I've had um, big failures as well. But I often trust in the wrong people. So anyway, I touched on this earlier. A lot of people, if you let them, will pull your pants down and steal your underwear. That's what they'll do. And they'll probably steal your socks as well. They might let you keep the socks. I don't know. Depends how nice or ruthless they are. But be careful and apply common sense. And just remember, keep your wits about you. Don't um, listen and trust the wrong people. And that might even be people who are advising you. Because remember, they often they don't know more than you. Which brings me on to number 10. Thinking other people know more than you do. Don't underestimate the stupidity or lack of knowledge of the other person. That's it. That, that, that's going to get you... Th- I Hopefully that one gets you thinking because you yourself, okay, are smart. I think everybody's smart, but a lot of people maybe... It's confidence, I don't know. But sometimes they lack common sense or whatever it happens to be. But... You're in business, or possibly you're in business, I don't know. Most of my listeners, most of the people I sp- you know, listen to my show, are either in business or they're considering business. So you're, d- you're doing, if you're in business, what many people are scared to do. They're afraid. And that's go after your stake in life. That's going after living your dream. That's creating something, what works for you. But remember, don't think that others are smarter than you. And don't be a sheep to another shepherd. Instead, remain the shepherd of your business. Remain the shepherd of your life. Listen to the right people. Take advice. But remember, ultimately, it's for you to filter and analyze in your own mind. You come up with the conclusions. You're the boss. 
taken the good advice, taken any advice, but from the right people, but filter it, even if it's the best person in the world, even if, you know, I don't care who it is, but still take the advice, but filter it, and you come up with a conclusion. That way you're accountable, okay? Okay, so number 11, not using leverage. Okay, if you're a business coach, you're a digital business, you're a, whatever it happens to be, you need to use leverage and outsource. Hire skilled people in the Philippines or India or wherever you want to hire them. I choose the Philippines. I got a lot of reasons why, which I say on michaelbrody.net and also obviously, you know, virtualstaff.ph in my company as well. Hire skilled people from $400 a month and bring in more value to your business. Remember, there is no I in team. And if you can get an advantage doing this, which I'm confident in telling you that you will, then do it. Run with it. Use it to your advantage. Use the leverage that you, you have available. Okay, number 12, lack of negotiation. Okay, I love this. I, I, life is a negotiation. You need to negotiate things and use that to bring down prices and increase margins and increase revenue and really, you know, take things to the next level and crank it up a notch, foot on the accelerator, negotiate, 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 okay? Negotiate everything you can and find ways to negotiate to add value or to bring costs down, okay? Number 13, final and very important, ineffective marketing. Customers can't do business with you if they don't know you exist. If they don't know you're there, if you're not on the radar, if you're obscure, because obscurity is the death of business. It doesn't cost a lot to advertise and promote your business through online marketing, social media, email, local search, Hire a freaking virtual assistant to do it for you for $350, $400, $500 a month. If you need to or if you want to, to free up your time or to, to specialize in those areas, but do it and dominate your market, even if it's a local market, even if you've only got like a few thousand customers, whatever it is, dominate the market, okay? And if, you know, $350, $400, 500 a month for a virtual assistant is make or break for you and you've been in business for more than three months, I'm afraid if this is going to be some, you know, horrible realization, but you don't have a business. You have a hobby that's causing you stress and financial strain. Market your business. Market the hell out of it. I mean, go to my website, www.virtualstaff.ph, if you want to hire a virtual assistant, or go to michaelbrody.net if you want my free tips of on hiring VAs and growing your business. Tell people what you do. This is what I'm doing right now. I'm, I'm practicing what I preach. I am Michael Brody. I am the virtual boss. I am a serial entrepreneur, and my expertise is in outsourcing and business growth, getting back your life by hiring virtual assistants. The question is, what do you do? What do you stand for? What do you want your customers to know? What do you want the world to know about you and your business? What do you, you know, everything. I'm talking about the value you bring to the market, and I'm sure you do. I'm sure you've got something, whether it's your knowledge you want to impart, or whether it's the business, the product, the service, but I'm sure you've got so much value in your business that is just hidden. It's hidden. The world doesn't know it's there. If they knew it was there, you'd be making a fortune. Maybe you are making a fortune. I don't know. If you are, great. Get in touch.
Lend me some. I'm joking. No, but seriously, as I say, just market the hell out of it. Market ethically and really just tell the world what it is you do and what you stand for. Stand up and shout it out. Let's get the ball rolling. Talk to people. Bring your ideas to market. And remember, have fun doing it. I love these shows. You know, they pump me up like a supersetted bicep curl. I enjoy life. I enjoy business. But remember, make money and grow. Have fun marketing. Connect with people. And really just, you know, go at it. Really go at it. Go at it like a Ferrari on the on the Autobahn in Germany. Okay, so that's the show today. Thanks for listening to Confessions of a Virtual Boss podcast. It comes out almost daily, depending on when I get to bed the night before. Just joking. Any questions, email me at michael at michaelbrody.net. Or I am now on Twitter, so you can... I've, I've, I've embraced. I'm a 24, and I've embraced... Twitter, <laughs> finally in 2017. So you can tweet me at the virtual boss. And until next time, take care. I, that's my singing career over. <laughs> okay, take care. See you next time, guys. This is Confessions of a Virtual Boss.